Good evening. Join us as we descend into the realm of trembling terror. Be warned, darkness and fear await us on our journey among the shadows. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of Among the Shadows. I'm your host, Cade Rogers, and tonight we bring you a story about a mysterious religious sacrifice as a man is lowered deeper and deeper into a tunnel until the voices of the choir fade into nothingness. We bring you For the Greater Good. I gripped the rope tightly, letting the fibers dig into the soft skin of my palms. For some reason, the slight burn was a comfort as I was dropped into the dark. Above me, the light dwindled, taking me away from all I knew and loved. Music drifted down to my ears, filling them with choral sounds of holy, joyful songs. But it was for the greater good. Dozens of faces looked down on me, watching me as I was swallowed by the shadows. They were framed by the dazzling stained glass of church windows, splotching their skin with reds, greens, and blues. My disappearing sunshine shone around them, and for a moment I thought of them as angels, angels that were delivering me to God. But some were crying, but others were beaming with love and pride. Swallowing the nervous lump in my throat, I tried to meet their eyes, but they were too far away. As I was lower deeper still, a smell hit my nose. It was something tanged, yet it burned so unlike the heavy incense that smoked constantly in the church, perfuming the air with its head-spinning sweetness. The smell reminded me of an old ox I had once found in one of the fields. It had been missing for days until I found its bloated carcass. I thought finding such a similar smell here was strange until the chill began to creep over my body. I shivered, my naked body exposed to the itchy rope and cool air of the church's pit. They had taken my clothes. They had said I wouldn't need them anymore. I understood, but I still wished for them. Disrobing before family, friends, and congregation had been humiliating, even as the elders Jacob and Paul and Michael praised my flesh rubbing scented oil into my skin, my neck, and my chest. Although I wished they hadn't shaved my head, in gentle, reverent whispers they told me vanity had no place before God. In God's eyes, you're already perfect. Let go of this earthly beauty. 
For God, we must devote ourselves in sacrifice. I suppose I shouldn't complain. It was for the greater good. So I let them take my hair. With him still ringing in my ears, I looked down. Past my bare feet looped the rough rope. I stared down into my fate. How many times had I seen someone descend? How many people had I seen enter the pit? I didn't know. All I knew was that for that month, I had drawn the scarlet card from the sacred deck, just as so many had before me, and many will no doubt after. But that was for the greater good. My sacrifice was needed for my family, for my people. I had to give myself unto God. Through me, I give them heaven. I should be happy, but my mind drifted to the murals that decorated the church halls. All too clearly, I could picture the open maws, the hungry eyes the outstretched hands holding bounties of crops, healthy babies, and peaceful times. Promises of eternal bliss in exchange for one meal every six months. I had been chosen to provide God nourishment and in return, prosperity for my home. It was an honor, a good thing, a holy thing. But looking down, down into that abysmal black, I was scared. I thought of my friend who was given to God two years ago. What did she see when she was lowered to the Lord? I could remember her wide eyes, wild and wet, set to the murals unblinking as she was dropped into the dark. Her name was Mary. I would never forget her face. The stench was overpowering now, and I felt my mouth slicken its insides, preparing to surge bile. My eyes stung, but I clenched my jaw and held firm. I would not dirty myself, not when I was moments away from meeting God. I wondered if it would hurt, Elder Paul said that those who are given to God are delivered to heaven, all sin forgiven. But can it really be so easy? Or is the sacrifice of penance in and itself? Was this a cleansing? Was it for my own good? I didn't know, such as I didn't know why the pit stank so horribly. Was it God's breath? Or was it something else? It reminded me of father's workshop, where he ground down dead farm animals into bone meal and fertilizer. I didn't like that smell. I didn't like this smell. But I had to endure it for the greater good. Turning my eyes back up, I was astonished to see how small the light above had become. Now it was little more than a pinpoint of a speck, a single star in the black. 
but I could still hear the choir, their voices now hollow as they reverberated around me. Down here, as I was lowered to God, I could hear no joy in the words. At last, though, my journey ended. My feet met soft, chilled ground. The earth felt damp and squished. Something fluid ran between my toes. Recoiling in disgust at the sensation, I slipped from the hold of the rope. As if waiting for me to release it, I could hear the old rope rapidly ascend, the grating slide of it against the side of the pit clear in my ears. It bounced and ricocheted back up the narrow opening, and soon the sound of it slapping the sides of the pit faded away. Moments later, a distant clang could be heard, no doubt the metal grate of the hole being dropped back into place. Standing alone in the darkness, I became uncertain of what to do. Was this the mouth of God? It certainly didn't seem like it. Kneeling down, I inspected the strange substance I stood upon. Pressing down, I felt the wet floor give slightly. It was familiar. The sensation made me think of the mossy stones in the creek behind my home, those rocks just under the clear and sparkling water. Was this moss too? I wasn't expecting this. Not when the edges of the pit were carved stone, each brick decorated in scripture. I continued to feel around blindly my eyes streaming from the reek that surrounded me. Coughing, I sucked in more of the putrid air, and that was finally it. Vomit surged from my mouth, splattering down my front. Sputtering, I frantically wiped at myself, groping for handfuls of moss to clean my flesh of the filth. Ashamed, I ran the wet clumps over myself. How could I defile myself like this? Moments from meeting God. My father never would have forgiven me. Mother would have been kind, but I knew she would have been disappointed. I couldn't let them down. They needed me to do this. Unable to see, but satisfied. Pressed on, clambering over the moss-slick stone using my hands and knees. I felt around the pit and discovered that there was an exit. Here, the bottom of the pit was a tunnel. Was God waiting for me at the end of it? On trembling legs, I stood and walked forward into the unknown. My steps made squelching, sucking sounds against the spongy surface underfoot. They created an eerie echo, inserting the image of some great beast smacking its lips hungrily. But I knew there were no beasts down here in the pit, only God. Reaching out, I touched a wall. It was rough, with little moss creeping up its side. It wasn't much, 
but the reassuring feel of the stone as guidance was enough. With slow and measured steps, I made my way through the passage. My head spun, but after purging my stomachs once, I at least no longer felt the need to do so again. A small comfort. My anticipation was awful. When would I appear before God? How long must I walk? Was this part of a test? No one knew what happened once the rope was lowered. I had always assumed God took them to heaven when the rope came back empty. It was then that I had the thought to call out. By now, though, I had every doubt I would be heard. I was so far down, and the choir could sing so loudly, and the incense could make one so sleepy. So I pressed on, letting my head fill with thoughts of heaven. Soon I would be rewarded for my faith. If I held strong, all my sin would be absolved and I would bask in life everlasting. Heaven would greet me as a hero, one of the exalted few that were personally taken by God. It would be perfect. It would be pure. It would be... My thoughts cut off in shock as I tumbled forward. Where my foot should have found purchase, it instead found emptiness. My body pitched and I fell face first. I braced myself for impact, but it never came. A rush filled my ears as I tumbled. I was falling. Why was I falling? I had been walking, but now I was rushing toward the unknown. Had God taken me in darkness and dropped me down his gullet? That had to be. That was all I could imagine. God had found me in the dark. But the vile stench still filled in my rapidly working lungs. My stomach still churned in fear. Where was the relief? Where was heaven? Where was God? My answer came very quickly after I fell deeper in the dark. I landed painfully, feeling something in both my legs snap at the ankle. Crying out, I dropped bodily into something slimy and hard. My senses were overpowered by agony and the pure horrid odor that had been plaguing me ever since I began my descent. I moaned, trying to curl into a ball on instinct. No doubt I had shattered bones in my legs. I had never broken a bone before, and the grating, biting pain inside my limbs was maddening. As I shifted about, the strange material I landed on peeled audibly, releasing more of the foul stink directly into my face. I couldn't help myself, and I vomited again. Bile erupted past my lips, bubbling out of my mouth and down my chin. Vaguely through the pain, I thought to clean myself again. Through gritted teeth, I stretched out a hand, searching for the cleansing moss, but my hand closed on something else, a familiar shape, a cartography I knew even without seeing it. I was touching a face. In shock, I ripped my hand back, only to find my other hand grasping what was unmistakably a foot. A low, croaking groan escaped me.
and once again I thought to churn out the contents of my stomach. All around me I could feel bodies. Each was soft and putrid, fat oozing or exposing bone. My fingers accidentally plunged into an eye socket, popping the eye like an oversized berry. Who else was down here with me? Who was I sitting on? Was Mary down here? Reeling, I cowered, sobbing and blubbering. On my broken legs, I crawled over the rotting corpses, the pain not so important now as the horror surrounding me. My probing fingers met rock, and I cried out. I cried out for God, for the elders, for my mother and father. But there was no answer. Down in the wretched dark, I was alone. I don't know how long I've been down here. Not that it matters. All I do is cry now. I try to think of the fields of my home, the swaying acres of wheat. I think of the creek, full of its mossy stones. I think of my mother's cooking, and of my father's light-hearted laugh. But most of all, I think of what Elder Paul whispered in my ear before giving me a pious kiss. This is for the greater good. We do hope you enjoyed tonight's episode titled, For the Greater Good, written by Payne Sullivan and performed by Gregory Neal. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, please consider leaving us a review and follow us on our various social media accounts. We're simply dying to hear from you. And be sure to join us next week as we bring you a dark Christmas tale from Among the Shadows. This has been a Four Pups Audio Works production. Copyright 2021.